1: Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Donna and Steve extravaganza on My Talk 1071 Everything entertainment.
2: If you're oh. in your car, honk. Just a quick little bit.
1: Yes. Bit.
2: Nothing long. Don't get angry. But People misuse the horn. Aww.
0: You know, I only realized maybe about a month ago that honk if you're horny is a pun. Oh. Oh.
2: Well. You don't oh. get it? Meaning like, well, it could mean if you're revved up. Or it could mean just if.
1: Oh you yeah, have a, if you like a horny, because you're yeah. honking, honking your
2: horn.
0: horn. Anyways, I thought I'd share that. Thank you. Thank you. you. So I'll you're suggesting?
2: Here. Hang on, Holly. You just want to make sure we're starting the show the right way. <laughs> Honk
1: yeah. if you're horny. Could Get mean it.
2: like if your car has a horn correct read that way or read the other way
1: right. Yeah, oh, i did didn't say? even think about
0: it
2: well i will say this we've spoken about this recently um not a big fan of the word horny on this show i think don was sort of opposed to it was it don i think it was don remember don used to
1: uh, oh, produce yeah, yeah One? don
0: mclean yeah well don has her own show now so that word is coming back to the show I, I <laughs> horny i don't oh. it's so dumb what does it
2: mean that, which is great i can't imagine saying to my lover
1: oh okay. well,
2: well listen this is what i'm saying this is i can i cannot imagine being in, a, being in a situation where i would a say that and b that it would be well received
1: like if someone said are you horny
2: oh lord i'm like what a personal
1: so gross
2: it's like only your doctor should be able to ask you
1: no that. not even all right ah. your sex therapist maybe horny where did it come from
2: what is it well i mean well no, you know looking
1: up the etymology
2: <laughs> yeah you do um, that on your google yeah
1: uh what do you have? yeah desiring gratification
2: does it come from like like the horned frog or I something so. like that i think did so they, did the horned frog do something wow. do they like change color or something whenever they're ready to mate
0: Maybe. I like where you're going. All right. I'm going to vocabulary.com so that we can kick off the show. Sorry to (laughs) to derail everyone. No, this is great. Uh, Horny from vocabulary.com. Male physical arousal was crudely referred to as having the horn in the late 18th century. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Having the horn. This is anatomical. This is anatomical.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Oh, now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a unicorn, you know. Yeah, but any, not any, on top of your head.
2: Any horned <laughs> animal, yeah. Triceratops, rhinoceros. Oh, mm-hmm. um, what else has horns? A bull.
0: Elephants. Yeah, Elephants. they've got two tusks yeah. and a trunk.
2: I well, see tusk. I like that better. Like, do I I'm make tusky. you tusky? Yeah, that feels better.
0: We'll try it out sometime. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Send us a, a email.
1: <laughs> uh, um, anyway, do we have any update on how things went with the Ticketmaster yeah, hearing? It, yeah,
2: it went extremely cringy. Here's what I'm going to say. What do you mean? Um, I have, I need to say something about politicians in mass. Oh, no. In, in general, all of them, this is not partisan. It's so just all of them. Okay. I once had a very brief encounter with a politician. Okay. And I remember thinking, walking away from this encounter and thinking, oh, wow. I wonder if all politicians have to be so packaged and scripted anytime they're out in public. I would stop short of smooth because it didn't feel smooth feels effortless. Who was it? I'm not going to say. But it was just, a, it was a brief encounter, and but I, it actually, there, there have been some, there's one person in particular coming to mind that just felt, like, overly packaged and prepped and just... Local? Anyway, uh, yesterday, there was the, the, the Ticketmaster hearing was going on. This happened on Capitol Hill, and Ticketmaster trying to defend itself against senators who were trying to understand um, why... Buying tickets was such a crazy thing. Is there a monopoly? What's going on here? We have some audio. This comes from CNN.com. Now here's now, how the Steve, is go. I wanna
0: I wanna throw a, a wrench in the thing. Right, you're hit, hit you're on air producing, your link doesn't work. Oh no. But I do have a supercut from C SPAN.
2: Oh dang it. Did I just link to Gmail?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, instead of the actual link. You're done. <laughs> well, Play, yeah, give me a little bit, because I bet it has some of the senators yeah. who just seemed all too eager to try to drop in a Taylor Sw- Swift quote, which it's like they were like all- Like Correct. Okay. Yeah, and we... it just came across like your mom or dad trying to be cool at a
1: party.
0: Yeah, we got a super <laughs> cut of that. Okay,
1: May I suggest respectfully that Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem. It's me.
0: Competition. Uh, policy is very important to me. I believe in capitalism, and to have a strong capitalist system, you have to have competition. You can't have too much consolidation. Something that, unfortunately, for this country, as a uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say, we know all too well. Mm. Really looking forward mm-hmm. to uh, my
2: ongoing service on the Antitrust Subcommittee, um, uh, along with, uh, with with Senator Klobuchar as, as chair. Uh, To be honest, I had hoped um, uh, as of a few months ago to get the gavel back, but once again, she's chair captain, and I'm on the bleachers.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. The dad jokes. Uh, The dad jokes. Just
2: like, you know, and and can I say kind of the problem with this? I get it. We're talking about Ticketmaster. I get that it's not the most serious thing that will come in front of uh, senators this year. Okay, I understand that. Um, But I guess there's a part of me that like kind of wants to enjoy the theater of it but just sometimes it feels like OK, just, like, do just get, have to, get you don't the have work to done. You don't have to be the entertainer here. Yeah. If you want to grill them, grill them, because you understand they're working with their speechwriters. They're not thinking of this off the top of their head. They have prepared remarks yeah, they, that they're reading. Right. And they have they're just tickled pink the night before when they're like, oh, and here's what I'm going to say. And then, OK, now call Joe, my speechwriter. Joe, here's how I'm going to read it. And it just feels like a whole lot of work for like, OK, it's, it's only going to land cringy. It's not working. Let's do better. I just don't, I don't know if there are a lot of politicians on either side of the aisle that you would enjoy lunch with because they're so, when they get so high up, if you get to a point of real power politically, Mm -hmm. you have gone through such a machine, Mm -hmm. a PR media trained machine that it would just, it just feels a touch stale to me. Your thoughts when you hear the senators dropping their t The same, lines.
1: absolutely, the same thing. It's like, okay, so I'm the kind of person that gets irritated by that because I'm like, come on, let's get it done. Quit mm-hmm. messing around. Like, like if I'm upset about something or sad about something, the last thing on the planet I want is for someone to make a joke or try to make me laugh. Like, that's why you didn't like, like
2: Toby. In this is us.
1: Yes, that's correct. Toby, Toby. made it to Goby. Um <laughs> he just bugged the bleep out of me. And it was it's like just she's talking about something serious right now. Let it let it be what it is.
2: Because now the sound bites floating around in the news are all of these Taylor Swift. Instead quotes. of getting rid Instead of the problem of them grilling
1: Ticketmaster.
2: Right. And saying what really went on here. So, yeah. So
1: anyway. I'm with you, buddy know. Boo. It's cringe. It's cringe. cringe.
2: Very, it felt cringe. Oh, so it's cringe. It sure did. Um. Hey, we got a lot to get to today. It's Wednesday. We're going to play the Millennial X games at. 11.30. Yep. We will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 10.30 today. You know it. Um, a new excerpt from uh, Pamela Anderson's book calling mm. out another male star for mm-hmm. some behavior. We'll get into that at 9.30. But when we come back, I have a question. And we'll open the phone lines if you want. 651-641-1071. What's the craziest weather event you've ever been in? Oh. I asked this because there was an earthquake last night in Malibu. Oh,
1: four point two, scary.
2: <gasps> 4.2. And uh, all of California turns to Twitter in that situation. It, it, what's the craziest situation you've been in? Have you seen a tornado? Uh, you've been like legit snowed in, snowed in. Um, I've been in an earthquake. I'll tell you what I did. I've been in a oh few. Uh, we'll get into all that stuff. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
1: These boots on my feet. Hey, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, Steve, quick question for you. Okay. Uh, did you watch Galaxy Quest?
2: Where's this question coming from?
1: I don't know.
2: I will not answer that question. Is that from Phil? Yeah. He's about to get blocked. Phil. How do I block somebody? So
1: after I said Mm -hmm. to Phil, okay, so Phil, unpaid intern. um,
2: Yeah, it feels like we're paying him too much.
1: Phil was like, why did Steve already watch Galaxy Quest? So I wrote back to Phil and said, oh, no, he just said that he was going to try to watch it. He has until next week. He writes back with receipts. <sighs> Hour one Monday podcast, 3210 is your in mark. Might as well change misleading to misthieving. Either way, it's the same. I do not stand down. Own it.
2: Oh, no. What did he say I said?
1: I think he's saying that you he said thinks- you were going to watch it that day.
2: He did this. Let me, let me, here's my receipt. Okay. Oh God, why are we spending time
1: on this? It's fun.
2: Last week. He did the same thing when I talked about Stand By Me, and every freaking day, he emailed, Yeah, but he hasn't watched Stand By Me yet.
0: Yeah, but you got a whole week. Yeah. You got a
2: whole week. This leave is my Stevie, point.
0: Leave Stevie Boy alone.
2: Stevie Boy's
0: got a lot on his plate. <laughs> leave him alone. Thank you, Holly. Yes. Well, you'll be happy. I've been
2: waiting for someone like you to join the show, Holly, for what feels like five years. So it's just a joy to hear someone say, leave Stevie Boy alone. <laughs> That feels good in my heart.
0: I say this as a person that works on deadlines. (laughs) When it's two fifty-eight and it's due at three. Mm.
1: (laughs) Say leave me alone, it will get done at two fifty nine.
2: Yeah, check in at three. If you don't have it at three, if I haven't watched the movie by Monday, let me know.
1: Well, you did get a positive email from someone who said they love when you talk about trees. Well that's they are a forester. (gasps) And the forester said, Go trees. (sighs)
2: Tell me you're a forester without telling me you're a forester. <laughs> go the trees. You know, trees. Cheering the market.
1: <laughs> All right, on. there you go. Okay. But bye now.
2: Uh, there was a 4.2 magnitude earthquake last night in Malibu. And this was so trending that's moderate, on Twitter.
1: right? Well, I mean, still scary.
2: Still scary. Yeah. It's not like a six point something. Now things get dodgy into the sevens. It's a real, real problem. Um, but I go to, you know, I was on Twitter this morning and Twitter's still here, by the way. People thought a few months ago that Twitter might, like, die by the end of the week hmm. when all the nope. programmers were walking out and stuff like Still that. Still there. Still there. Um, anyway, it was it was trending. And now it's just a bunch of tweets of Californians saying, essentially, here's what we do when there's an earthquake. Every Californian opens their phone, goes on to Twitter to essentially confirm, did anybody else feel that? Am I, am I crazy? Was there just an earthquake? I mean, you know, that's how... Somewhat common those can be. Um, what's the craziest weather event you've you've been in? I was in an earthquake. The first earthquake that I felt while in California. We were at lunch. I was an admissions counselor at the time, and we were at lunch, and all of a sudden, this building on campus that we were eating inside of just started rattling like. You feel it under you. You hear things like loose objects, chairs, like rattling around. And immediately, because I watched, I think it was Say by the Bell. <clears throat>
1: Did you go under the table?
2: Under the table. I beat almost everyone under the table. Me and my buddy Jackson, we were under there in a jiffy. Somebody told me after the fact that my eyeballs became the size of dinner plates <laughs> when it all started shaking around me. Well,
1: it's scary. You have no control. I have a friend who lived in L.A., was working for like a record company out there experienced one earthquake, packed her things up and moved wow. back to Jersey. Was really? Like, yeah. Holly, you must have been in an earthquake, right? Oh, I bet.
0: Yeah. And they're frightening because you don't know when it's going to end. You yeah. don't know if it's going to escalate. Cool. Right. My main concern, though, was, dang it, I had not brushed my teeth nor changed my underwear that day.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: when this earthquake happened, it was a 5.4. I'm looking it up. It was in 2008. Oh,
2: wow. Can I ask the question about People always say wear clean underwear. Yeah. Is that because if you're in a situation where they have to, like, tear your pants off in an emergency situation, that it seems clean and you're not wearing something that is embarrassing?
0: Girlfriend and I had a conversation about this over the weekend. (laughs) Okay. This
2: past weekend.
0: Yeah, this past weekend, literally...
1: pretty sure that's jlo and ps the person behind all
0: of this
2: is chris
1: jenner
0: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
0: the fact that you need to you need to supplement your collection because you know goodness goodness gracious somebody cuts off your clothes in the emt and then they're like mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just assume they're going to do that regardless, right?
2: Something that they see right. mid life saving efforts is going to be like... Oh.
1: Right. Well, and I assume if I'm in an earthquake, I am going to be having an accident in my underwear. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> also, with the teeth, you don't know when you're going to get a chance to brush your teeth
0: again. And what if they're all mossy? Yeah. Mossy!
1: Yeah. Hey,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it, here's another problem uh, with the earthquake. Is you don't? They, there is no warning, though they are working on a warning system right now. We've re, we read a story about this maybe within the last six months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: after the tsunamis and yeah, yeah. okay.
2: But the fact that it would be like you know, tornadoes are so terrifying and oh. so destructive.
1: Oh my god, I can't even. imagine. It's just
2: so deadly. Um, the one benefit. And I hesitate to say use that word, but of a of tornado is a tornado warning, right? Sure. A hurricane warning. You have days in advance. The eye of the storm is headed toward. Right. A blizzard is coming. Prepare yourselves. An earthquake. The amount of a uh, uh, heads up that you get is none. It right. just. Start, it would be like if you and I were talking right now, and then all of the lights in here and this whole building started shaking. And then in a really bad situation with an earthquake, if the ceiling started falling down on us and the building crumbled. With zero warning,
1: whoa that is scary, yeah, so scary weather, weather is scary
2: weather is scary
1: mm-hmm. yeah i I've never been in an earthquake the but I remember being afraid of weather. I was at my cabin and we were outside and it started storming went inside, and all of a sudden this giant boom mm. went off i didn't know what it was and we're all just sit i don't have a basement you know so we're just sitting in the hallway I had visiting family a tree had fallen onto the house oh. and so in the storm it either got hit by lightning or whatever but the sound and the shaking of the house was terrifying Deborah. terrifying Deborah. to me thank you do we have someone on the line yeah, Stacy's uh, oh. been in some weather events. Oh,
2: Stacy, Stacy, you got thirty seconds. Yep, Make that's it, it hot, sister. Tell us about your weather event.
0: Well, I was in several tornadoes growing up. I grew up in South Dakota along oh. the river, and oh, wow. uh, it was just kind of a regular occurrence throughout the summer.
2: So you would see a funnel cloud. You could see a funnel cloud.
0: Yes, and my oh. my dad because you know. People didn't make the best choices in the '80s. My dad would stand on our front step and videotape it yeah. coming until it got to the point where he had to go in the basement. Oh my but God. I mean, we we had one that went through, um, went picked up huge trees, put them through neighbors' oh roofs. And it's, you know, how you hear stories about how the trees get twisted and, and hail yeah. and hay and everything gets, like, driven into the bark. That actually happened. Oh, my oh gosh. It's like
2: living living the Wizard of Oz. Well, Stacy, glad you guys survived all of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the call. When we come back, Donna found a new revelation out from the Pamela Anderson book. Mm. Talk about it next.
1: Hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk one oh seven one, Everything Entertainment. about Valentine, Steve Patterson. Yeah, Pappy's in the building. Like literally in the building today. Not like yeah. yesterday when you declared that and you weren't in the building.
2: But Donna, I'm in the radio building. Radio isn't a building. Radio is an ether. It's a space. Radio waves. Do you know that the only way that people are hearing us Somebody sit me down and explain to me how radio waves work. It's
1: kind of hard to
2: explain. Explain to me. I don't want to. Now that we're talking about waves, Mm. explain to me how a microwave Uh can make soup when reheated.
1: I love
0: soup. Microwaves can do a lot. Microwave.
2: They can be (laughs) piping hot. The liquid, the plate unbelievably hot. The air temperature, totally the same as the outside. How is it that the air, the microwaves, do not heat the air, they only heat the objects? Don't you think when you open the door of said microwave that like a burst of steam or at a minimum heat would hit you? But no, it doesn't. Somehow, the microwaves, the actual waves, Mm -hmm. scientific waves, only heat the objects and not the air. I'm sure it has to do with density or something mm. like that. I don't know.
1: Microwaves. Um, Let's see here. They're produced in microwaves are produced inside the oven by an electron tube called a magnetron
2: magnetron.
1: The microwaves are reflected within the metal interior of the oven where they are absorbed by food. They cause water molecules in food to vibrate, producing heat that. Then cooks the food. Thank you. Now onto this story. Pamela Anderson has a book coming out. Okay. Okay. And basically they're doing the same thing. And by they, I think, you know who I mean, the people, the media, they're just pulling out various headlines. First, we heard that Tim Allen had flashed her on, like, what I believe was her first day on the job of home improvement. Allegedly. I believe her. Um, Now, she says, um, well, it says here in the upcoming documentary, oh, because there's a documentary, like, companion piece that goes with it. Okay. She accuses Stallone of propositioning her. She says... He offered me a condo and a Porsche to be his number one girl. And he told her, that's the best offer you're going to get, honey. You're in Hollywood now. And she said, "Um, does that mean there's a number two Mm -hmm. girl? And then she goes on to say, I wanted to be in love. I didn't want anything less than that. But of course, Sylvester Stallone is denying it. His rep says the story is false and fabricated. Mr. Stallone confirms that he never made any portion of that statement. Here's what I choose to believe. Okay. I believe her because it had an impact on her and it was just a blip in their day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you could remember, I can remember something as a child That really had an impact on me. But my mom or dad or older brother might go, oh, no, that's not how it happened. That's not what happened. I never said that. Sure. They don't remember because it didn't affect them. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, how many words do people say in a day? So many. Right. But if you say something that hurts my feelings, I will remember that. You might not.
2: Right. Right.
1: That makes sense. yeah, yeah okay. I,
2: I get where you're coming from for sure because with anything that impacts you the same can even be said. Uh, you go back to childhood where things are really imprinted on us in a particular mm-hmm. way. but even even nowadays, like as adults, you can hear someone can say something to you or text something to you mm-hmm. and you go into a tailspin and you you find yourself going back to it and thinking about it throughout the day.
1: Sure, because it affected you.
2: Yeah, and you're writing this narrative around it and adding words to their words and all of that. And then when you bring it up with them and you're like, "Okay, palms are sweaty and I finally bring it up and they're like,
1: what? Wait,
2: I said I said that?" Right. Oh my god. You know, there's so right. yes, there is a difference in um in how one person might deliver something and how somebody else might receive something right so i understand where you're coming and at. there's
1: also i mean if you want to go deep if you i've said things to people where i'm like yeah you did or yeah we did we went to that movie together and they'll be like no i saw it with so-and-so i could pull up a journal of mind mm-hmm. of mine where i hand wrote in it like went to the movie with so-and-so today blah blah blah
2: and to further complicate that they could probably pass a polygraph on that
1: Because they believe their truth. We go back
2: now to the (laughs) podcast that we have referenced 80,000 times. Mm -hmm.
1: About Brian Williams.
2: Save Brian Williams is what it's called. That's what the episode is called. I encourage everybody to listen to it. Yeah, it's a good listen. You might agree with it. You might not. But it's an interesting listen. And it's by Malcolm Gladwell, who uh, is a prolific New York Times bestselling author. And he references how he questions memory, is what he does. Sure. And he talks about flashpoint memories. And one in particular that always sticks with me, if I'm remembering it correctly, is he interviewed someone who was talking about the attack on Pearl Harbor and how vividly he remembers. These are called flashbulb memories, the where were you when JFK, when you found out JFK was shot, where Mm -hmm. were you on 9-11? And he talks about 9-11 as well. He was talking to somebody about where they were during Pearl Harbor, and this person was telling this story of, uh, I was in my garage, and, I was, and my grandfather was there, and we were listening to the Dodgers game, and it was like late in the Dodgers game and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. I hear it on the radio, and then they break in. Most of it checked out. One giant problem. The attack on Pearl Harbor happened in December, and the Dodgers, only if they went to the World Series, right. could play into October.
1: Right. However,
2: ingrained in this person's memory was something that was not true. And there's an interesting thing how we can grab stuff from different parts of our experience and kind of Malcolm Gladwell might suggest that we might not necessarily for nefarious reasons, create our own memory of it, which is how I think sometimes you can have two people coming at the same thing and both of them really believing They're right and the other person's wrong. Right.
1: Talk to an older brother and a younger sister or, you know what I mean? Like my brother and I have six years between us. He has very different memories of some of the similar events and how they took place. And I think part of it is when you're remembering something as a child, when you were a child, at the time that that memory... Or that event happened, it's imprinted in your mind forever from a child's point of view. Right. Forever. You yeah. could be 50, 60 years old, but you still remember it from that point of view. Even if that's not really what happened from an adult standpoint. Wow, we're going Can deep I tell you about- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's like Can the Mandela I- effect. Yes. Explain that. Say, say
2: to- words about that.
0: Yeah, the Mandela effect is going back and misremembering things where folks misremembered that Nelson, Nelson Mandela had died, but in fact, he did not. And so this is like, you know, the Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. How do you spell that? Mm. How do you spell Fruit Loops? Mm. You know, the ability to remember truth from assumed uh, fact. Right. Wow. How do you spell Oscar Mayer? Is it with an E or what is it with an A? Great question.
1: Uh huh. He. I think it's uh, an E. When
2: Brian Williams. No, it's
1: M A Y E R. Okay, go ahead. No, so, it's M E Y E R. It is, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. M E Y E R. My baloney has a first name. We were just talking about baloney.
2: My baloney has a second name. It's M E Y E R. Yes.
1: Is it? Damn it, Holly. Why? We were already going too far. Oh no, far. It, it is it is N A M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. Okay.
2: Holly.
1: Damn it, Holly.
2: <laughs> now you just imprinted on someone who's listening and they're going to you just uh, screwed up their whole understanding of Oscar Martin. Sorry minor. for
1: the trauma.
2: Damn it. Um in this podcast, Revisionist History is what the podcast I believe oh, is called. Okay. Um I think. But it's uh, the, again, the episode Free Brian Williams. Free Brian Williams, not say Brian Williams. Free Brian Williams. Uh you should really listen to it it's interesting but th- he talks about how brian williams went on uh, did a series of different interviews where essentially the story started to grow where he in the end had said he was on a military plane they were covering something overseas and the plane went down and he was in it and you know he thought he was going to die and all this sort of it, it heroes himself up in this story sure and uh and then it came out that wait a second that did not happen because we spoke with other people on the plane And so it feels very egregious and very slam dunk case. Sure. And then Brian Williams went and started doing a look into, you know, memory and how journalists should have covered the story afterward. Instead of just saying we found out it was a lie, he was suggesting people should have been saying, is there a reason why he could have changed that story over time? Now, there are two things. One could be the faultiness of one's memory and how like what we've been talking about. The other thing that when I, we were talking to my dad about this, the other thing that he would push back on, which I think has a valid place at the table, is people also sometimes deceive intentionally so as to puff oneself up. Sure. And so there's there's sort of two different angles that you could go at it, but I find it to be a very... Uh, Interesting listen. Yeah,
1: for sure. Where do you find, wherever you find podcasts,
2: right? The same place that you find the Donna and Steve experience.
1: I love it.
2: uh, On your podcast, you can do that. And we would love it if you would uh, listen to the podcast. Do we have time to
1: um, talk about the SNL strike?
2: This is a post-production strike that apparently the Saturday Night Live post-production workers have authorized the strike as their contract negotiation stall. This is in the Hollywood Reporter The group, which is attempting to reach its first agreement with management after unionizing in October, Mm. they are responsible for pre-recorded segments on Saturday Night Live. And so they apparently are just ready to strike. So I don't know uh, that it. There's like a strike on. There, there's sort of some red tape to officially strike, but they are now saying like we've we've done the paperwork. We're, we're we've checked the boxes, so They're that, that if we want to strike, way. we can strike. And again, this is the post production team on Saturday Night Live who who handles the uh, producing and the editing of pre recorded segments, SNL digital shorts, etc.
1: Got it. Interesting. You got to protect yourself, man. You know what I'm saying.
2: Girl, you said that, sister, and do you want to unionize right now? We could strike just so that we don't have to come in
1: tomorrow. (laughs) I I don't think we'll get it done that quickly, but thank you. Uh, When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Uh, Let's go over some of the things in Kevin Hart's tour rider. Okay? He is very particular about one item on the stage. I'll tell you about that and more when we come right back on my talk app.
0: What's
2: up, guys? You are my best friends. Hey, it's Stevie Boy for The Canopy Group. You know, the insurance industry is full of one agent representing one company. Sound familiar? Chances are your current agent has one company, but just think about limiting that really is. You need more than one agent representing more than one company, and that's why Paul Borkert and Jeff McDonald created The Canopy Group, so that you are not at the mercy of one agent with one company. The Canopy Group gives you 40 specialists on your side and 16 separate insurance companies. Some of the names you'll recognize like Travelers and Progressive, some you won't. But here's what you get. You get an agency that will shop for the best possible coverage from all of these different companies. And as your needs change, the Canopy Group continues to find the best coverage from a company that specializes in just what you need. So are you stuck with one company and one agent? Are you paying too much? Truth is, The Canopy Group last year saved their new clients an average of $810 on auto and home insurance. You can start saving today when you visit thecanopygroup.com.
1: Hey, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. everything entertainment. It's always fun to ask the question, what would be on your rider?
2: Explain what a or writer in is. In your writer, it's
1: a, you know. Let's say I'm playing Mystic Lake. Okay. Okay, because I'm on the casino tour. Sure. And then they want to know, okay, what do you, what do we need to make this happen? In my dressing room, I want candles that smell like eucalyptus spearmint.
2: Mm, I refreshing.
1: want some. Yes. And I want some chuckles. Yes. Um. Yes. I want to make sure I have hair and makeup. Provided to me yes. by you. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. Etc.
2: Cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Kevin Hart apparently is very particular about the stool he uses on stage.
2: Oh, this is interesting.
1: One stool is not as good as the next, okay? So the writer for Kevin Hart's reality check tour hit the web yesterday, and Kevin is very particular about where he perches when he's doing his you know, stand up or sit down. I love it. For the crowd, the stool has to be a winsome brand, 29 inch tall, square leg, flat top model. That's very particular. Hmm. I guess he doesn't want to be up too high because he's kind of a shorter fella. Wow. Well,
0: yeah, no struggling getting on top right. of the stool. Because yeah. you don't want to look, you know. It yeah. ruins
2: the vibe if you need a boost.
0: <clears throat> yeah, It sure does. Oh, you could get the little stairs like
1: my cats use to get up on the That's bed. Exactly right. Oh, cute. Yes. Um, so the comedian <laughs> has a 46-page rider, and here are some other highlights. That's a
2: lot of pages.
1: Sure is. Along with a star dressing room with an en suite bathroom, he needs a separate catering room and then he needs a private room. So he gets three rooms. Mm. They're to be outfitted with assorted furniture, 55 inch plus televisions and single glass door refrigerators. Wow. Mm. Tell me you made it to the big time without telling me um his food and beverage requirements um his drinks his alcohol his hot food his salad bar he's got um other requirements along uh, under those headings i don't have those before me but a separate section titled very important Ooh. notes that promoters are to provide him with listerine mouthwash floss sticks a quarter ounce container of Vaseline lip therapy in the original flavor and four man scented candles.
2: Oh yeah, like something musky, yeah. sandalwood. I get that.
1: Um, What else? A pair of hazers. This is for lighting. He gets a pair of hazers that provide a translucent atmospheric effect on stage haze is absolutely necessary for all of kevin's shows well he doesn't want any media backstage um oh they're going to start hazing at 1 p.m even though the opening act doesn't even go on till seven um there shall not be any police officers backstage or in any other areas of the venue Police escorts must be arranged in order to facilitate artist vehicle arrival to and from the venue. Wow, he's really particular. You know... Wait, let me just say this last thing. Under no circumstances are vehicles to be allowed to encounter any delays due to traffic.
2: So what do we suggest here, Kevin?
1: I mean, really?
2: A helicopter, it sounds like.
1: Right? A teleportation device. Yeah, exactly. No members of the press. Uh media should never be allowed access inside the venue. We don't honor media requests or give out media passes.
2: You know, I gotta say. Okay. I don't mind this.
1: I mean, I guess he's asking he's it's you know, better to be detailed.
2: I suppose so. And It is better to be detailed. And what that means is from his experience of performing like this, these are all the variables that come up each and every show. You know? And so he's saying what has come up during a show. Okay, what's our what's our position on that? What's Kevin, what's your preference on this? What do you want us to do about this? And so I bet you it's not him saying, let me dream something up here that is a really difficult rider for you to execute. Instead, it's all the experience. And they're like, wait, you have to deal with this, 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 and this?
1: I have the entire rider in front of me here. Did you print it out, Donna? <laughs> no, should I?
2: <laughs> no, you jammed the printer.
1: <laughs> right? Uh, eight, four eight-foot tables that are skirted for catering. Four sixty 60-inch round table with eight chairs each. Or eight high tops with tall chair. I mean, this it goes on and on and on and on. Wireless internet signs posted around, six trash cans. Holy cow. Good on Kevin Hart for creating this writer.
0: I am stressed out thinking about the folks who have to execute this writer.
1: I'd be like, listen, I'll take page two, you take you know, or page one through three, you get three through forty six. (laughs)
2: This reminds me of um, when I went out, I occasionally work in television. All right, Don, I used to be a local television star. Why do you want me to hide that?
1: Sorry, I blew up.
2: When I went out and shot Ring Nation, they were so accommodating. The staff just kept asking you, is there anything you need? Is there anything you need? So I did that for five weeks of shooting. So I can only imagine if you've had a career of 20 years And people have asked you that all the time. And then you're like, oh, it was nice when this was here. Because my first week, I was like, guys, I am so good. Thank you so much. I have per diem to eat my meals. This is great. Um, Life is good. And then the end of the first week, they kept saying, if you need anything, if you need anything. And I had dry eyes. And I sheepishly fired off an email one night. And I said, I guess this is my diva moment. I mean, I couched it with all sorts of wording, like, is this okay? Sure. Sure. But I said, if one of the PAs could run out and grab um, Lumify eye drops, yep, the ones that the work best. for me, they're the best. Um, that would be great. I get in the next morning, boom, Lumify eye drops. One day they're like, you need anything? I was like, is there like a Celsius energy drink? Boom! Now we got Celsius energy drinks here. I remember I said at one point I came out of the bathroom, they had a pipe problem, and I said to one of the women who were, I said, you do you just work on this show or do you always work here in the building? She was like, yeah, I work here. And I said, "You know what a great spray is because people were talking about the smell." So then I told them about this Citra Magic, this citrus magic that I use. I said, "This is so good. It might help you guys with that." I was trying to offer that as a beneficial suggestion for the building within an hour. She arrived and handed me a bottle and she said, "Is this the one you meant?" And I said, oh my gosh, I wasn't saying that I needed it. I was offering that as a suggestion. But sure enough, now the bas- bathrooms had Citrus Magic in them. Oh my gosh. Just by me. And I was there for five weeks.
1: You know what I think it is, is that this is budgeted. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And they've Absolutely. got runners or kids who probably go to college and are doing this yep. for credits. And they don't want to just be standing around all day.
2: And it, Yes. And you know what? It's funny, too, because sometimes it, you'd be like, oh, you know what? If I need something, and then someone would be like... Look, they're they're sitting. They're they're sitting because they're waiting for the next thing to do. Right. So if you have something, just tell them. I mean, they were going out and getting the allergy medicine. They're, you're great. doing them
1: a favor yeah. by putting them to work.
2: You're right about the budget too. Might cost five million dollars to book Kevin Hart for a night of stand up, whatever. But then there is they have to budget in the extra. Right. Let's call it hundred grand to accommodate all those extra things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instead of if you see something, say something. It's if you need something say something Wait. say something i tell All you way. what would be nice Woo.
2: if we adopted that around here
1: It'd if you nice need something if, say uh,
2: something. some of the bosses came in from time to time and just said what do you need
1: we actually have a lot more needs than we credit ourselves <laughs> oh look at that. we're a little more Holly. needy than we think we are
2: do you think that our needs are getting met
1: no Okay, well then <laughs> I go back to the strike. How do oh we strike? Oh my God! Holly's got a union meeting. We'll, uh-huh. uh, okay. All, right. All right, we'll we see love you tomorrow. You,
2: uh, Mega Mike is coming in next. We got some music news. Stay with right her.